Welcome to the I Can't Deal With This Podcast, episode 34. Shoutouts to Spongebob, man. Bro, Spongebob was where I was at. That song will always like be a part of history for me. I- Iconic. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, we have the brothers in arms. We have Ben, the, the maestro. Yes, sir. The, the guy who puts along, he puts on our walk-up songs, our walk-in songs. Walk-in songs. Intro songs? Intro songs, that's Walk-up songs. We can call it a walk-up song, though. Bro, what would your walk-up song be? In baseball, I had a walk-up song. Uh, Go by Huncho Jack. It's with, with, with Travis Scott and Quavo. It's just like... But remember like that song. a walk-up song, it, it only lasts about 20 seconds. Kind of like... Oh, well, I just, all I need is that intro to that song. All like, you need Gucci. is the intro. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Uh, Gabe, what would be your walk-up song? Probably Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill. That's always a good one to play, man. I love that song so much. I would... I like the intro. I would have to go with like a... Like a... Um, Sweet Home Alabama. Dude, it would just and throw people say, off. I'm smoking crack. Okay. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the day they have that SpongeBob song in the halftime in some Super Bowl. Bro, like, I, I thought that was going to be. Dude, I thought that was going to. How it was going to be last. No, two Super Bowls ago when it was in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, I was like, come on, come on, please, SpongeBob, just please and be on the, the screen. Yeah, and then SpongeBob was on the screen for like two seconds yeah. and was like, all right, now. It was like now with our next performer, SpongeBob. And it was like, thanks, guys. All right, back to you. And I'm like, no, what? no, 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 no. You got a song to play, my guy. Yeah, like, hey, I need, I need Squidward to be like, like all nervous, and then mm-hmm. he just be jamming out. I need that for sure. Yeah, a thousand percent. But we are done. We are done with exams. You two are college students. I am not. So, Ben, how has this semester been with you? What have been some of the challenges of online learning compared to in the classroom learning? It was weird. It was weird for me because I went from army to school, and then I was kind of getting the motion of things, and then I had to go to an online format. I did pretty good though. I got straight A's, so there's that. Um, I did really well. I turned in my last assignment like Saturday night, and it felt amazing just getting it over with. So straight A's. Yeah. At a boy. At thank a kid. You. Thank going, you. Thank you. I bet. I bet it is going like a definitely weird spot to go from the army straight into school, and, and then all of a sudden you got to do everything, everything crazy. Like, wait a minute, hold on, Ben or not Ben, Gabe. How do you feel about kind of this online school? What kind of challenges have you gone through? Well, like it, it's hard to concentrate for like just staring at a screen, like because I had a seven thirty class, and so I had to wake up, go to that, and sometimes I would just fall right back asleep as soon as I turn it on. And then physics, dude, like, so I ended up with a 48 in physics. Yikes. And, Disc. and then, but the thing is, like, I was scared for, like, a week. And then I go in my, like, grade book and look, and it says a D. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's still technically passed. So that's how I feel, man. Going from a 48 to a D, that's pretty solid, though. Like, <laughs> that's definitely a good feeling uh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> You all right, that big fella? You ain't got the Rona, dude. No, I ain't got the Rona, no. Man, you better not have the Rona. I know. Don't trust me. Boy, I'll tell you what. 
You in my house. I put a bag over your head. I know. I feel that. So we, now we have to talk about this week in sports because we are a sports podcast. Because we are a sports show, I, we have to talk about probably the documentary that is sweeping the nation. And I told you this two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whenever it started. This is going to be the most important, the biggest, most watched documentary of all time. And I. A thousand percent stand by that statement, The Last Dance. Last Dance, MJ, his rise to power, his fall from grace, that kind of thing. We had episodes seven and eight. Did you guys watch it? I know Ben, I know you kinda got about halfway through the eighth, one of them fell asleep. Gabe, did you watch it? I'm still trying to get through all the other I'm playing catch up right now. Which one are you Which one are you on? I'm on four right now. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. bro, four. Actually, I like the. I agree with Jackson. I I like the first two probably the best. Yeah, um, the, first the two middle were awesome. the middle two were kind of the like three and four to me weren't that great. Five and six were okay, but the, seven and eight to me were really good. We talk, We saw Michael Jordan retire once and go from basketball to baseball, and <laughs> dude, I gotta ask y'all because. There's been some mixed feelings of people are like, this man, Michael Jordan, sucked at baseball. But other people are like, he just didn't get to hit his prime yet. He just didn't get to like go hit his stride in baseball. What do you guys think would have happened if Michael Jordan would have stuck with baseball? Could he have made it to the majors? Could he have been an all-star? What do you guys think? Uh, man, I, when I think of Michael Jordan in baseball uniform, this is kind of weird to me. If he had stayed in playing baseball i think he would have gotten better but i still think he would have been better at basketball than baseball oh a thousand percent but gabe what do you think yeah yeah i agree um i'm not sure i never played baseball so i don't know if like it's a natural thing or if it's one of those things where you just have to have it like when you're young but coming into it like so late i don't know if he would ever have been like one of the best but with his worth ethic he definitely could have improved a lot but i agree with ben basketball is definitely where he was supposed to be that's where it is no i i completely agree with you i uh on the whole michael jordan thing i think that he would have maybe got to the major leagues but i don't think he would have been i think he may have been a bench warmer in the major leagues i mean we're talking if he would have started out and foregone and bypassed basketball together and started when he was 20 21 years old yeah. then he could have been one of the greatest because he did like you said gabe he does have that work ethic he does have that drive but i mean and also you have terry francona that the manager for the cleveland indians he said because he was his manager michael jordan's manager at the time he said that he could have went to the major leagues if he had over a thousand at bats and i agree with him i think that that work ethic that drive would have got him to the major leagues but a 31 year old a 32 year old that's a rookie on in a major league team yeah. i just don't think that it would have i don't think it would have worked out i think he could have yeah. been he could have been a decent i don't but i don't think he could have started in the major leagues personally nah definitely not now also in the so we talked about kind of the the transition from the bulls to the white Sox. We also saw in episode seven and eight, we saw this competitiveness and this drive of Michael Jordan, where he is a win at all cost attitude. And I kind of want to get your guys' opinion as to whether or not, like, when K 
can somebody be too competitive? We see a different, I feel like we see a different brand of competition in a Michael Jordan, in a Kobe Bryant, of like having a chip on their shoulder from even something as simple as like, a guy didn't talk to me at dinner or even something as simple as a guy puts his arm around me after going for 37 like we saw in the episode and he's like good game mike and he, like even then he's like all right you lit me up like is there a, is is there a time in which a person can be too competitive by nature i'm not very competitive i'm competitive at things that i'm good at like if i like if I, I'm pretty good. I'm not going to like be braggadocious or whatever, but I know how to play basketball very well, and I, I can be very competitive if I'm playing a game of basketball. But if I'm playing a game of football, I might not always be as, as competitive. So, But if – and like – to make it a connect, kind of a connection, I had a lot of NCOs in the army that were like always on your your ass and whatnot, and I also had some that just weren't. And I appreciated the ones that were always on my ass because they held me to a very high standard, and I ended up becoming a pretty good young man out of it. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with the on your ass kind of standard that Michael Jordan kind of put on. Okay. Okay. Uh, Gabe, also Gabe, did you hear that? He thinks he can beat you in basketball. Just to let you know. For sure. Um, <laughs> But, Gabe, when do you think, if there is a line, when do you think a person can be too competitive? Um, I, I think it depends on the player. Like, too competitive for Michael, it got him six championships. True. But, but for a player like LeBron, I think, like, if he, LeBron were to be that competitive and just try to, you know, let his emotions take over him in games and just try to score all the time and not play the way he usually plays, I think that's where the line is drawn. But for someone like Michael, who just always had the ball in their hands and just went at people, I think that competitive nature worked for him. So I just, I guess it just depends on, like, your play style and just not letting it, your competitiveness stray you away from what you usually play like. Yeah, and know? and I agree that, like, sometimes com- a person can be too competitive, but like you said, Gabe, I think that it's one of those things in which... Michael Jordan had to be so competitive to be as successful as mm-hmm. he was. Yeah. Um, and I think the same thing is true for Kobe Bryant and a lot of other guys who are super competitive. Um, now, Ben, you brought up a good point. In the eighth episode, we see the Michael Jordan-less... Um, it might have been in the seventh episode. But the Michael Jordan-less uh, Bulls, which actually went to the Eastern Conference Finals. And you see a very different dynamic in leadership from the Michael Jordan-led Bulls, who Michael Jordan, always on your ass, always literally yelling at you like you're effing garbage, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like always pushing you to be better, but it's in a very hostile, very Mm -hmm. sometimes even derogatory uh, negative sense. Mm Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, what we saw in the 1994 season or 95 season was with Scottie Pippen, it was more of a team atmosphere. It wasn't Michael Jordan and the Bulls. It was the Bulls. It was a win-by-committee attitude. And Scottie Pippen was more of kind of that lead kind of together, pick-each-other-up type thing. Which one, and Ben, you kind of hinted at it earlier, which one would you have kind of resonated better with? The guy who's on your ass all the time or the guy who's kind of winning as a group, winning I, winning by com- committee thing? I, I, I stand by what I say, man. Like, 
you for me to get somebody such as myself to get into something i need somebody to like be on my ass and always hold me to a standard you know and i feel like i could have done pretty well with that you know as far as scotty pippen's kind of way of like a team has to do this and a team has to do that if one person ain't really pulling their weight it's kind of a problem but if you have michael jordan who's individually getting on everybody's asses and he's holding everybody to the standard then you're gonna start seeing more w's so i'm gonna go with uh, the hard ass so okay i'm sticking to it uh gabe what do you think would you have kind of resonated better with the Michael Jordan approach, the hard-ass approach, or would you have resonated better with the kind of Scottie Pippen win-by-committee approach? Um, I probably would have resonated better with Pippen. Not saying I think, like, I respect Pippen more than Jordan, but just, like, for me, I feel I'm better with, like, a team and knowing, like, my team is going to be behind me, which I'm sure Michael Jordan was as well. But, like, at the end of the day, when it came down to it, Michael trusted himself. Yes, he trusted his teammates, but you, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I think I would have probably resonated with Scotty more than Michael just because of that. And, like, just feeling like I'm a part of it, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of with you, Gabe, as well. I would think I would think I would do better with Scotty just because I think, in my opinion – when a person is dogging me every day, multiple times a day, in my mind, they don't respect me. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's going to piss me off. It, yeah, well, it like, did for me for well, a while, like, too. Scotty Pippen, his win-by-committee approach, he's probably going to be more of like, hey, man, if you miss a shot, pick yourself up. If you make a turnover, pick yourself up. And for me, I feel like that would have been better for me. But it, we've talked about the last dance. And one thing has happened in the past week that – is the the hope of sports and that is ufc 249 um and so i wanted to kind of give you guys some of the results um and i kind of wanted to give you guys in a chance to like what do you guys think about ufc 249 live sports being backed baby um so we have uh henry kojo uh defeated dominic cruz and after that after that the the champion of the bantamweight division he actually announces his retirement so that's a wild thing in itself like he just defended his title he just won and then literally right after that he retires at a record of 16 and 2 more power to you man i mean UFC is a dangerous sport of like you can literally get hurt, you can get killed, you can get brain damage point in time. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I I agree with you. Um, congrats to you though. Hope you enjoy retirement. Then in the other co co main event of the night, you had uh, Justin Gaethy who just uh, defeated Tony Ferguson, and I think that was kind of the upset of the night. That you was. Had, I mean, you had Tony Ferguson who was supposed to fight Khabib, and Khabib was stuck in Russia, and so. Justin, Gaethy, Justin Gaethy kind of had to come in at the last second. Also, he's kind of up there in age. He's 31, 32 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now it's not uh, Ferguson versus Khabib. Now it's kind of Gaethy versus Khabib for that light heavyweight championship. Um, and so definitely the upset of night. Wasn't expecting that, but it was a really good fight. Um, and then you also had the 22nd knockout. Um, and when you had Francis Ning. Ningenu, something like that, in which he defeated uh, Jerezino Rosenstruck. 
I have no idea if I said that either one of those may right. not be right. I'm almost positive that neither one of those were right, but we're rolling with it. But my boy, Francis, what a name by a man. Boy, he knocked him out in 20 seconds. That's wild. I mean, uh, like, you, we're... We're Could not you even imagine training for something like that. I'm like, all right, for let's, months, let's go. For let's months. go. And 20 seconds, that, that it just 20 ends. seconds in, and you're just like, like that's crazy. Dead. That is crazy. Now, UFC, what do you guys think about it? Do you think that UFC is going to be the the trailblazer back into live sports? What did you guys think about the whole no fans type thing? I'm okay with it as long as I get to watch it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. I get it. The fan atmosphere is not there, which I'm sure plays kind of an emotional part for some of the athletes, because I'm sure when you hear your name getting screamed or your team getting uh, chanted or whatever, everyone starts going crazy. But I, I, I appreciate it. I'm ready to slowly but surely start get back into things. So, what do you think, Gabe? What did you, what do you think about the whole UFC thing and the whole non-fan atmosphere? <laughs> I like I knew they hit hard, but like having the no fans and like hearing the impact of the punches, like that was just crazy. You to can, me. Like, yeah, these these dudes are getting their skulls cracked. Like that's yeah. what it sounded like, and I don't know. That was just crazy to me. And I I, I I agree with Ben. Like as long as I get to watch it, I'm cool with it. But that's what stood out to me, just hearing like how hard some of these guys punch. Oh yeah, it was Mm-mm, dude. It was man. rough. Like. I think usually in a UFC fight, you have about half the guys who are like bloodied and stuff, but the other half are kind of like, they might have a few cuts here and there, but for the most part, they're kind of okay. But every single guy, every single guy, except for my boy who knocked the guy out in 20 seconds, like every single guy and woman were like jacked up, like broken noses, like I I think the guy, uh, I think Tony Ferguson or Justin Gaethy, like fractured their occipital like, lobe or whatever it is the eye oh. like dude it's it was bad man like it's bad but kind of going off of that kind of going off of kind of the the jolting into regularcy i wanted to kind of get your guys opinions as to Shaq and charles barkley said that we need to scrap the nba season because it's too dangerous um scrap the whole thing altogether not delay it a little bit more scrap the whole thing altogether so um stephen a smith disagreed but i wanted to get your guys opinion as to whether or not you agree with charles barkley and Shaq in saying that we need to scrap it because it's too dangerous or do you kind of take the side of stephen a smith who says yes it is too dangerous but we're at some point going to have to accept that we're going to be at risk for this virus for six months a year two years six years i mean we can't at some point we're going to have to get back to normal yeah um and Stephen A. Smith put it very eloquently of like, we need to make sure that everybody is taking all the precautions that they can, as they can, but at some point we're going to have to start back the economy. We can't just we can't stay see, here yeah. forever. And so I wanted to get your guys' opinion as to whether you agree with the Charles Barkley and Shaq approach or the Stephen A. Smith thing. I'm, I think they should 
slowly but surely start getting into it. I think they need to test all the players before the games. I, I, well, actually, not only the players, but like everybody that's coming into the arena that's going to be filming and the refs and all that. I think they need to get uh, tested for the virus. And if they come back negative, cool. If everything comes back negative, all right, cool. Let's carry on with it. Let's play the games. But we now the this virus is now a part of our lives. I hate it. I hate it as, as much as the next person. But like we're gonna have to live with it. Like we cannot just stand still and play the waiting game. You know, I, I completely agree. With, uh, with Stephen A. Smith. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. Gabe, what do you think? I agree with Stephen A. Smith, too. I mean, like, it, this this is always going to be a part of our lives now. And it, the vaccine doesn't look like it's going to be developed anytime soon. So slowly but surely, we just have to jump back and get to some type of normalcy. And just, like, these players, like, they worked their whole lives for this. Most of them did, at least. And, like, just having it taken away, that, like, that takes a toll on them. So I just think, like, we we should just let them, at least with the precautions, like Ben was saying, slowly but surely, come back into um, um, playing again. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now, there's also been some news kind of in the last couple of days, actually Saturday, um, that we've talked about, the UFC kind of being that shining light. You have Charles Barkley and Shaq saying we need to scrap it all together. But you also have the MLB, which are trying to take that middle ground. Um, and what they're trying to do is they proposed a plan to have an 82-game season, um, and it starts in early July. And what would happen is is that these teams would only compete in their kind of geographical regions. So if they're on the West Coast, they would only face West Coast teams. If they were on the East Coast, they would face other East Coast teams. Um, you also have they're thinking about expanding the 10-team uh, playoff to a 14-team playoff. You also have the which I think probably one of the biggest things is the MLB draft, which is usually like 30, 40 rounds. It would be limited to five rounds, which you would have really, really good players in which would go undrafted. Um, and so that's kind of iffy. I mean, now now you got a college player who like played three games, four games, and not only does he not get to finish out his season, his freshman, sophomore, junior season, but he also knows that he's probably not going to get drafted in those first five rounds. So you got like a weird kind of dynamic of should I stay or should I go type thing. Um, but also you have this idea that was proposed as a universal DH. And it's wild because the NL has always kept this idea of pitchers need to hit. Pitchers need to hit. We need to keep the game the way it was. Um, pitchers need to hit. The American League, on the other hand, they've always said we need to have a DH. It brings uh, – it's more exciting for the game, stuff like that. Um, and so what do you guys think about this plan? Do you think it's going back in mid-June, having this 82-game season? Is it too early? Should the MLB kind of do what Charles Barkley and Shaq are doing, it's saying to do, and just scrap the whole thing all together? What do you guys think about that? I think it's reasonable for them to open, start everything up in uh, June, you said? Uh, it's early July. Early July. I'm cool with it. Yeah, as long, I mean, like I said, we're going to have to you know, get back into the swing of things some, at some point, so yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, for sure. What do you think, Abe? Yeah, I'm cool with it as well. Um, I mean, the, it, it, se- it seems like the only thing that's wrong is, like, the five rounds, like you said. But, I mean, that could just motivate people to work even harder. So, I mean, True. we'll we'll, just, we'll see. But I, I think I agree. Yeah, got you. Now, 
now I now I got one more I got one more thing af before you get to your segment, Ben. Um, I wanted to kind of get your guys's opinions because there's still two major free agents which are still out there. You have Jadavion Clowney, formerly a Texan, formerly a Seahawk, in which he's still on the market. He's asking for over twenty-one million dollars, which to me is wild. But I mean, it's not super. Out of his range, you have uh, Demarcus Lawrence, I think, from the Cowboys, which is making twenty-one million dollars. You have you you have either even people like um, I can't remember his name. He just signed with the the Falcons. Um, he was with da- Dante Fowler. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dante Fowler even like he's not even nearly as good as Jadavion Clowney, but he signed for fifteen million dollars. So. Uh, if I'm Jadavion Clowney, I'm like I'm better than that dude, and he just got fifteen mil. I'm I should get twenty one million. Um, so Jadavion Clowney's still on the market, but also your boy Cam Newton's still on the market. Um, last week he said, "No way am I going to be a backup, a backup quarterback. quarterback. I'm always going to be a starter. I'm going to be a starter." Um, but now he's kind of kind of backtracked a little bit and said, "You know what? I'm actually okay with being a backup." So where do you guys think Jadavion Clowney's going to go, and where do you think Cam Newton is going to go, and is Cam going to be a backup or a starter? Well, first off, Cam Newton, I think, made a good choice by saying that, hey, I'll be a backup now. Because I, I think if he had kept saying, like, hey, I want to be a starter, teams are going to be like, ah, all right, easy. But I think I would I would have liked to see Cam Newton go to the Patriots. I thought that's where he was going to go, but I guess not. Um, honestly, everything is up in the air for, for me personally. I don't, I don't really see what team's going to take him. I have no clue. I thought, like I said, I thought, I, I thought the Patriots were going to take Cam. I also thought Chicago was going to take him, and they didn't. So I just, I'm kind of stuck right now. I don't know where they're going to go. I'm curious to see. But Gabe, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think, Gabe? For uh, Cam? Yeah. Um, I've been hearing talks of like the Seahawks. Hmm. They're showing some a little bit of interest in him. Okay. Which yeah, I wouldn't. I, be didn't I didn't see that. I haven't seen that either. I I just looked it up just now. Um, I mean. I think it's just a rumor, but, like, I was looking at the Seahawks' death chart, and, like, I mean, it would be, I think it would be cool, a good thing for Cam to go to Seattle, maybe, because, like you said, like Ben said, it was a good thing that he came out and said he would be willing to go as a backup, and he could just spend some time there. He would have some options, and I could see Pete Carroll throwing him in there time to time to give Russell Wilson some rest, and... So, like, at the goal line, fourth and ones and stuff like that. So, I could I could see Cam going to the Seahawks. That'd be interesting. That would be pretty I, interesting. I think, even though, I think that Cam is okay for being a season, but to me, I think it's a Jameis Winston situation of he doesn't want to be a backup for the rest of his life. Like, yeah, I think, that's true. I think Jameis has the same idea that Cam wants, is that if he's going to be a backup for a Saints – he wants to be in next year. He would take a year off and kind of work on stuff and stuff like that. But he, I think he's wanting to make sure that he, at some point he's going to be back in that starting lineup. And so I have him going with the Steelers. I'm going that oh, wow. he he is behind Ben. I think that he would be good with Ben Roethlisberger. That's Learn true. a little bit more from Ben Roethlisberger. But also they have a really young team around him. And so – after Ben Roethlisberger's gone, next year, two years, they have Cam, which can yeah, take over okay. that role. And all, and like 
One thing we got to talk about is Jameis Winston, for all he was worth, he was a good quarterback. He had 5,000 yards last season. But Cam Newton is an MVP. And, like, if Cam can stay not hurt, Cam is one of the deadliest quarterbacks in the league. He can do it kind of like Lamar. He can do it with his body or with his arm. And I don't think that Cam ever ever might be back to that MVP caliber season that he had. Uh, but I think that he's still in a good spot of, like, he can still be a top 10, top 15 quarterback somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy. And you can't tell me that you would you would rather have Mitch Trubisky over Cam Newton. Like, to me, True. that's another one. Yeah. Like, the Bears. What are you guys waiting on? But, Ben, we actually took a break from it last week. Hit us with some guest to college. We have a guest to college, NBA edition. NBA edition, okay. So it's three rounds, and now it's not set up by position. It's just players. Okay. It's overall players. So first round's pretty easy. Second round's kind of eh. Third round is going to be kind of challenging. So number so the first one. I'm really scared because I don't know basketball as much as Gabe does, but we're going to try. This one <laughs> is really easy, and I'm just waiting for whoever gets it first. Zion Williamson. Duke. Jacob gets the first point. No, I said that one first, dog. Yeah, Jacob gets the first point. Now, the second one, Tim Duncan. Wake Forest. Oh, Oh, got it. Jacob got it. Oh, wow. All righty. Kemba Walker. UConn. UConn. I think Gabe's a little behind us, so yeah, I would give Gabe that point. Russell Westbrook. UCLA. Oh, UCLA. No way. Okay. Dude, I think First that round's in the books. I think, we, I think me and Gabe would have tied on that one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Round two. This is worse so, with hearts. Joel Embiid. Uh, Kansas. Oh, uh, Kansas. Dang. Me and, I, I'm That's, pretty sure. I'm still thinking that me and Gabe are saying it at the same I think, time. I think you guys oh, are too. Just, he's just a little bit delayed. Trey Young. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Oklahoma. Got it. Yeah, I that, that, yeah that's, that's Gabe's. Paul George. Fresno. Mm, no. Is it? Is it? It's not Fresno. No. State. Mm. Um. Uh, I don't know. California State would have never got that. Uh, yeah. Neither. Uh, well, then when I googled that, I was like, "What the heck?" And last one in the second round, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, that is San, San Diego State. San Diego State. San Diego. San Diego State. Yeah. You both. You both said it. I'm just trying no, to figure out. He which... said San, and then he said Diego <laughs> later. Oh, I definitely oh, got oh, that for oh, oh, Okay. <laughs> All right, round four. Draymond Green. Uh, Michigan State. Oh, wow. Dang. Oh, I should have known that. I should have got okay. that. Okay. Wilt Chamberlain. No idea. Uh, UCLA? UCLA? What did you say, uh, Gabe? I said UCLA. Kansas. Kansas. They we never Kansas. got that one either. Wow. Chris Paul. Uh, Wake Forest. Woo! Jacob, you, you underestimate yourself, my friend. You really do. Vince Carter. Oh, North, uh, Carolina. North Carolina. Oh, Gabe. Yeah, Gabe got that one. All right, this one's a bonus. And if you guys get this one, I'll be pretty impressed. Kyle Lowry. You don't know? Dang. Wait, wait, wait. No. Kentucky. Did, did he go no, to... what, did, what did Gabe say? Or did he say anything? No, he hasn't said anything. Yet. Did he go to North Carolina? No. Villanova. Villanova? Oh! Yeah. What a that, never you know, got when that. I guess When I Googled that, when I was coming up with this, I was like, he went to Villanova? I would have never guessed that either. There ain't that, no way. Hey, that was good. That, yeah. was, that was good. Dude, you got to do that next next week. Because that right, was fun. I'll, I'll keep doing it. I think I lost The that. show. 
I mean, because I'm nice like that. Yeah. But, I'm not so I wanted to get your guys' opinion, and we're actually gonna. I'm gonna have a game game of my own. Um, Ben's looking at my clipboard, so I gotta. I don't know what you're talking about. The, I gotta. Oh no. This oh, it's falling. Uh, All right. Help me. Now, in the '74, in the seven, so they had an all-time NBA draft or NBA players list. Yeah. Um, that just got brought out. Um. This past couple days, and they're only to number eleven. But I wanted to see if you could guys could guess the the player rank and the player name. Okay, so I'll give you the ranks first. There is a guy who is a current NBA player who is number forty five on the list, thirty two on the list, twenty seven, twenty five, fourteen, and thirteen. All okay. right, and so I'm gonna give you guys. I'm gonna don't look at the list because I gotta I'm, put it in. I'm not. I'm gonna give you guys the player names and I want you to figure out where they go. So 45, 32, 27, 25, 14, and 13. Okay. okay? Alright, cool. So we have as a bank Steph, Kawhi, Giannis, KD, James Harden, and Anthony Davis. Okay. Where do they go? Who do you think who would you say is that number thirteen? The number third. Oh, I'm. I'd probably put. You say Steph Curry? Was that one of the names? Yes. Steph Curry is number thirteen. I'd probably put him at thirteen. That's. I mean, that's my guess. So Steph Curry is number thirteen. Now, you have number fourteen, twenty-five, twenty-seven, thirty-two, and thirty or forty-five. You still got people like KD, Kawhi, Giannis. Anthony Davis, James Harden. Who goes with that number 14 spot? I'll go KD. KD does oh, have that. Oh, I was going to go with Giannis. No, Giannis, I'm not going to say, yeah, don't, don't say where, where don't he say is. Don't say it. But, all right, who has the number 25 spot? Is it James Harden, Giannis, Anthony Davis, or Kawhi? Kawhi I'm going to guess Kawhi Leonard for that. What do you think, Gabe? Uh, he said Kawhi. Yes. Who else is on there again? Anthony okay. Davis, James Harden, Giannis, and also Kawhi. Oh, I'll go Kawhi too. Kawhi is correct. That one is Ooh. that surprised me just because I thought that Kawhi Leonard would be a little bit further down on the list. Yeah. Because he doesn't have individual accolades like regular season. Like he doesn't have a regular season MVP, doesn't have a regular season scoring title. To me, that was just wild. But yeah. all right, who is number twenty seven? Is it Anthony Davis? Giannis or James Harden? Now this one I'm gonna put Giannis. I think it's I think Giannis think, is twenty seven. I'll go James Harden. It is Giannis. Let's go. Okay. And then Giannis we got Giannis is twenty seventh all time? Giannis is twenty seventh all time. Wow. I know, right? All right, now we got two more. You got a fifty fifty shot. Who is thirty two? Is it James Harden or Anthony Davis? That's actually a pretty good question. James Harden. Anthony Davis. James Harden is 32, and Anthony Davis is 45. Okay. Some notables that I found really interesting, Dennis Rodman, 62. I thought he would be higher than, like, an Anthony Davis or somebody like that. I would put Dennis Rodman in, like, top 50. I would put Dennis Rodman top 50 because he was the king of rebounding. I thought I said he's a rebound master. To me, he only averaged, like, seven and a half points a game. But we're talking about a guy who would – Average like 14, 15 yeah, rebounds. Yeah, give, give me them rebounds, boy. Hell yeah. Also, another one that I found interesting, uh, Patrick Ewing, 37. Ooh. I thought he would be in the top Ooh. 
25, 30. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. To me, that was uh-huh. interesting. Also, Pistol Pete Maravich was like number 70 or something like that. And I thought... And I thought they really underestimated my boy Pistol Pete. I would have put him in top 50, too. I would have put him in top 50 as well, for sure. Now, last last segment. And I want... we Yesterday, we sent out a Instagram kind of story. And we asked for your questions. And so, I'm going to repeat it. And Gabe, Ben, I want you to answer your question. I want you to answer it with the utmost honesty. Okay. The first question is by DJ Space Monkey. Shout outs because nice. he's gave us three he's gave us three questions Shout out. now. Add a board. Shout out to Shout out DJ Space Monkey. Do you think that the Patriots will succeed or not succeed without Tom Brady? I f- next now we can look at this in a short term aspect and a long term aspect. So this is technically two questions that I want to know. In the short term, do you think they'll succeed? Do you think they'll go over 8-8? Or do you think they'll not succeed and go under 8-8? I think they'll go over 8-8. Eight and eight. I just don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Interesting. I just don't, okay. I just don't Gabe, see Gabe, short it. term, do you have them going over 8-8? Eight eight? Uh, no, I do not. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm I with Gabe. Really? No shot. Oh, no okay. Shot. I'm going yeah. six and ten, Matt. Six and ten. I'm going like nine and seven. They're not. If they break eight and eight, it's not going to be by a lot. And they're just. I don't think they're going to have a very serious playoff contention. So, Gabe, what what was your reasoning? I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, I mean I think like we saw it with like the Bears. Like the Bears had a really good defense, but they ended up breaking down towards the end. I think the Patriots will start out strong, especially with that defense, but I think they'll eventually just get tired and just break out, break down, because their offense their offense is definitely not going to win them games. True. And especially, so, yeah, like, did, you can you have know. the best defense in the world, but if you're on the field for 10 out of the 15 minutes, then you're going to be just tired by the third, fourth quarter. I agree with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, this is st- sticking on this Patriots topic. We have a question from the Robbie Lanier, my boy Robbie. Shout-outs to him. That's the second time he's asked us a question. Do you think that the Patriots trusting Stidham is a smart or dumb move? Stidham. Stidham. Do you think that the Patriots rolling with Stidham as their quarterback is a smart or dumb move? Or should they move on to, like, a Cam or a Jameis or something like that? Now, now, that, now that Brady's gone, I think it's just time to – I think it's a pretty good uh, – I, I yeah I guess it would be a pretty good idea to start sit them just because like you got a new team you got a, I don't know if their their team's very young or not but like if you got a sit them you got to give them I think you got to give them a shot if I was both okay, so you, you got to give them a shot it's a it's a smart move it's a, it's so far I'm thinking it's a smart move okay Gabe what do you think smart move dumb move I think it's a smart move too um th- I think this is like a finding your new identity. I mean, they're still going to be that defensive team, but offensively, I think they need to find that new identity. And lots of people keep linking them to Trevor Lawrence eventually. So I think Trevor Lawrence will be like a great thing for them. So I think sticking with Stidham is uh, a smart thing. I think I mean, personally, yeah. it's a dumb move. Um, I think that if you look at it, yes, they don't have a lot of wide receiver weapons. But they have a really good defensive team. And it would be a waste for those defensive teams to just be wasted for four years 
while they're trying to rebuild. So I think that it would be a good idea to get a Jameis Winston, a Cam Newton, somebody in which has already proven them, maybe even an Andy Dalton, somebody who's proven themselves as a starter, and you don't have to worry about whether or not he's going to throw a hundred picks or yeah. whatever it is. Now, Jameis Winston, he throws he's gonna throw you a hundred picks. But like, this is inevitable. But Jameis Winston's also gonna throw for thirty five touchdowns, five thousand yards, whatever it is. So I think it's a dumb move. I think that the Patriots are not in full rebuilding mode as people think they are. I think it would be good for them to make a run at a playoff contention. And I think a Cam or a Jameis Winston could have brought them to a divisional round. Maybe not a Super Bowl, but somewhere kind of in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. All right, okay, next question. Well. This is by actually two different people. We have Kyle D underscore underscore three, and then we have T dot Lyler 79. What do you guys think is the best football team of all time? Wasn't it? Um, this the, is up to you. The, I think it's like the 1984, like Miami Dolphins, were like 16 Seven, and the 1979. 1979, pardon. That me. that's the that's the one that went undefeated. You're, yeah. You are so you're you're going with the undefeated Miami Dolphins. Um, I I probably will, but I'm I'm thinking of like other teams. But like so far, that's the team I'm probably gonna go with. Okay. Okay. Gabe, who do you have as your best football team of all time? Best football team of all time. I'm gonna go with. I, I I've always heard about like the Packers, like back in the day. I forget what year it was, but like I the know, Bart like, Star Packers type thing. I think so. Let me look it up. Yeah, sixty two, nineteen sixty two Packers. They went thirteen and one, and the first four games they won by. Like they outscored their opponents one hundred nine to fourteen. Dude, that's wild. Yeah, that's a. Yeah. Oh no, the like, Chiefs were doing that too. Yeah, yeah, they were. True, but yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna go with the Packers just because like I, I don't know NFL history that much, but from what I've heard, I always hear about that Packers team. Okay, okay, I am for my pick. I'm going with the '85 Bears. Um, ah. probably, probably the greatest defensive front ever assembled. You also had people like uh, Walter Payton, who was on probably one of the greatest running backs. Was Ron Rivera on that Chicago team? Yes, he was, but he was like a backup. He he the, wasn't like really oh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you got like some of the greatest like linebackers ever assembled. You have Mike Singletary on that team. Um, you have the Fridge on that team. Like it's. They, they got a good squad. Um, you also had Jim, Jim McMahon. Um, Jim McMahon, he didn't really get into his prime that year, but he was still a good quarterback. Um, so if you have, like, multiple Hall of Famers on that one team, you you got to get the nod for one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. All right, I'll give next, it to you. next question. And this is actually submitted by myself. Who is the best college player of all time? It could be football, could be baseball, could be basketball. Who is the best college player of all time? So, a lot of a lot of names come to mind just for me, especially in, in college basketball, because you had JJ Redick back in to what 2005 and six that led the ACC in scoring. He was a first round draft pick. And he was just an animal. He stayed till I think his se- yeah he he stayed till his senior year, and he went off. I'm not I I know I'm a Carolina fan, but I'll, I'll give it to JJ Redick. But I I'm gonna 
note him as an honorable mention, but the best college athlete will always be, in my, in my opinion, Tyler Hansborough. He was a dog in college. In in college, he was. He didn't. I mean, he didn't really do too much in the professional game. Whatever. But as, well, if we're talking about college sports, I will go with Tyler Hands, bro. All he definitely day, all was night. the face of the. the yeah, he was. I'll, I'll go with him all day, all night for sure. Okay, uh, Gabe. Who do you think is the greatest college player of all time? It could be football. It could be baseball. It could be basketball. I'm gonna go with Jim Brown. Because like. Jim Brown, like Jim Brown, he literally like he was literally and the definition of an all around athlete, and he's probably like the greatest all around college all around athlete as a football standard like of all time. Didn't he? And he, he played was, like three different sports, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. He played football. Right. I think he played baseball, and I think he did something like. I thought it maybe underwater I think basket weaving. Actually, no, it's it it's something. It's something like. No, it's off the wall. I think it's like polo or rugby. It's gotta be underwater basket weaving. Dude, look at look, look oh, it up. While Jim he, Brown. Yeah, Jim Brown. What Jim did he Brown. play in college? Because I know he was at least a three sport af- athlete. He might have been a four sport athlete. But go ahead, buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah. But like he, and there was a season like he led the league in uh, touch rushing touchdowns and like return yardage or whatever. And he was also the kicker. Like, he was also played some kicker as well. So just that, like, and how productive he was, and that led to the NFL as well. I'm going to go with Jim Brown. Like, he's just an animal, a dog. Yeah. And in a more physical era, too. True. I'm going with Bo Jackson, man, from Auburn. Um, one, I think he won the Heisman Trophy twice. Um, I think he also, like, he f- bypassed his senior season because – of uh because he's he technically they couldn't sign with the uh, NFL yet and so he he signed with like the CFL CFL or whatever um but I think Bo Jackson two-time Heisman Trophy winner even his freshman year he was top three in Heisman Trophy um I think that he's the best college player best college running back best college player of all time this man was going for at least 2,000 yards in college every season and so I'm going with my boy Bo Jackson I think Bo Jackson also fun fact is the best athlete of all time other than Jim Brown Um, we're talking about a person in which went to the Pro Bowl and an all-star in baseball the same year which nobody can say but what what do we got on Jim Brown Jim Brown played football basketball he ran track and field and also played lacrosse that was the that was it I was like that is a I don't I remember seeing it and I was like this is a white boy sport yeah lacrosse isn't really that popular though but I've never played lacrosse no it's fun like I I don't like play obviously competitively but like I have a lacrosse stick and my buddies back in high school during a weekend, we would all go outside and we would throw the uh, lacrosse ball around. It's actually a lot of fun. Like yeah. I'll, I'll admit it, but I never played it. Cool, 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 cool. I've never yeah. played it. But we got two more questions. Uh, the first one is by AJF0215. Should the NFL be delayed slash canceled? What do you think? Now, you – I mean, we've kind of already touched on this, yeah. but what do you what do you guys think? No, I don't, I don't think it should be delayed at all. Like, it, this is a – this is just life now. Yeah. This virus is going to be around. As long as we take the necessary precautions and wash our hands and don't be all up in people's faces and everything, we should be okay, in my opinion. I mean, I don't understand why we wouldn't yeah. resume sports. Okay. Gabe? 
Yeah, I think they should. Um, if all else fails, I mean, just have every NFL player wear a mask. I mean... <laughs> Under their helmet? Uh, that's very uncomfortable <laughs> just thinking about that. <laughs> They're gonna die. No, I, I, I don't think it should be delayed. Um, they'll probably, like, cancel, like, the spring tra- or, like, early training camps and stuff, but I don't think the season should be delayed. I think that they're going to cancel preseason, but I think they're going to keep the regular season. About the yeah, I, I could see yeah. it. All right, last last question from the fans. Uh, what player slash players will be affected most by this coronavirus season? Um, it could be basketball, could be baseball, could be basketball. Who? What, what do you think? Who do you think is going to be most affected by this coronavirus? So far, I think the NBA rookies got the short end of the stick because there was a lot of talent coming out from the draft, I think. You had Kobe White that was dropping 35 points every other game. You had Tyler Hero, who was just a sniper from beyond the arc. Zion Williamson was just getting started. Jackson Hayes, Brandon Clark. I mean, I, I, I think the rookies of the 2019 NBA draft really got the short end of the stick, and they they were all starting to just blossom. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think the NBA rookies really took a, a jab to the jaw. So Okay. Uh, Gabe, what do you, who do you think is going to be the most affected by the coronavirus? It could be because of age. It could be because of health. What do you think? Um, shoot. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a actually go with the, um, the older players in the NBA. And I know there's not really a lot that were on teams that would win rings, but like someone like LeBron, who's just at this point in his career has accomplished everything he wants. The only thing he really wants now is just to bypass Michael Jordan as the greatest and just have that taken away. When this was probably his best chance this year, I think that's huge. Um, but I mean, I, I, I could also you could also say the the baseball players and the five rounds like you were talking about just not not having that opportunity now where you could have gone in a later round and worked your tail off to get to the majors and stuff like that but now you won't even have an opportunity to do that i think that's just huge for them so i'm I'm gonna go i'm gonna mainly go with the um like college baseball players and like players chasing to get to mlb yeah actually i didn't even think about the neither did i that was a really good point um, I was going to go with originally too, but I might change my answer to what you said, Gabe. Is I completely agree with you. The older NBA players of like, we're talking about LeBron James, who's what 30, 35? 34, 35, like this yeah, 35, somewhere. 36, something like that. Um, and so LeBron James knows that his time in the NBA is limited. Um, and so part of me is saying, actually, this is great for him because he can rest his body. He can kind of take a step back for a little bit. I bet you he's working but, out too. But also it sucks for him because he's on he's on a tight schedule. Like he doesn't have that much time left in the NBA. So it's going to be hard for him to kind of get back into shape, get back into game shape. Um and so I think I think that both of your picks uh Gabe or kind of mine ideas too. Um so all right, that's all the questions. Yeah, I think I think it's time to. Do y'all have any questions for the rest of the the squad, rest of the fans? Um, because I always feel like I never give y'all time to ask questions too. No, 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 really, I'm good, you know? no. Okay. All right, well, what what uh? Wash your hands. Oh, oh, I couldn't say. It. Wash your hands. Yes. Well, what, unfathomable. What, what, are you? Are you un- trying to unfathomable. Say, unfathomable. 
How many syllables is that? Unfathomable. I just Five want syllables. you guys to know I've been back playing Fortnite, and the last two games I've played in solos, I've won both games. Just, I mean, subtle brag. Just so we're just subtle brag, yeah. Just subtle brag. Not to flex or anything. Just you know, not to flex, but I mean, two for two. <laughs> just going to drop 12 kills each game. I mean, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what, uh, so we got Wash Your Hands. What other advice do you have for our listeners? Gabe Hoff Jr. Um... Like I said last week, go outside, take in nature. Don't just stay inside all the time. I've been reading a lot, so just read books, I guess. Good for the mind, man. It yeah. really is. Reading is a blessing. Dave, when was the last time you left your house? Like, like oh. legit, like went somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious I'm now. I'm curious, too. I'm curious. Dude, don't even, I don't even know, man. Probably like that last time we were at church that one time. Dude, that was a month and a half ago. That's at least six weeks ago. I would throw myself out of my window. Yes, I would have died. I would have. There's no way. I have to get out, out and do something. Here, so anything. Hopefully, hopefully, I can come back with y'all guys somewhere in June. Maybe we can take a new picture for the I can't do it this. Yeah, project. hello. We need you here sometime. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Um, we both got haircuts. I we. We did. We both got. My barber came to my place and she she killed it. I was very nervous at first because I haven't seen her in a little while, and my she killed it. Mine. She killed it too. Your hair looks pretty good. Yeah, my mom's. Dang, dude, fun. you are lucky. I'm, I'm just struggling, man. Boy, well, you uh, look, call your barber. Tell him to come over. No, and is that that's not how that, that works. Well, <laughs> well, a lot of barbers are suffering right now. They need the I was business. About to say, I also I think that white barbers and black barbers. Are completely different because, like, oh, obviously, obviously. We, they just take a razor and just like shave our heads. Yeah, like there's so much more attention to detail. Yeah, they're clean with like <laughs> with the all with the lines. But with but with, with white boys like us, they're just kind of yeah. They're just meow. And I'm cool with it. It makes, it makes me look pretty good. So whatever, I'm I'm fine with it. What would be my word of advice? What would be my advice? Always live up to your potential. I was watching a motivational speech today, and you're always trying. You always want to help people rise to their potential. And I think Michael Jordan did a really good job of that. I think a lot of good leaders, Winston Churchill, all these good leaders around the world have helped people reach their potential. And so, always try to strive for your potential. Never accept mediocrity. That would be my words of wisdom. Cool. I agree. All right, guys. Well, we will see you next week for the lucky 35th episode. We've almost been doing this for a year. That's wild. I've been doing this for like a month and a half, maybe two, three. Yeah. We're not quite at a year, but we're at, what, eight months? It's coming up. It was that better get ready. We started at the beginning of August, so yeah, I guess. Yeah. And then when I saw it on, on Instagram, I was like, "Ooh, I gotta listen to this." And yeah. So we we appreciate you guys listening. Um, have a good week. We will see you next week for the thirty fifth episode. Y'all Peace.